Welcome back to Teens on a Mission. I am your host, Trayvell. I'm so glad you are here with me today. I got a really ex- um, a really exciting message. It may actually be a little bit more of a heavier message like we had um, last week, but it's still going to be really good. I'm super excited for you to hear this one. Um, I hope it makes you think, and I hope it, may- I hope it makes you see, um, just have like a different eye towards this subject. So today we're going to be talking about what is a Christian um, and most of the time, when when you hear the word Christian, right, you think of, um, you know, a pastor, you think of somebody going to church, you think of people praying, you think of God, you think of Jesus. Like, that's what you would think when you hear the word Christian, is you think about Christ, you think about a pastor, church, something like that. That's what you think of when you hear the word Christian. Now, when it comes to uh, Christianity, church and God and praying, all that is a part of Christianity and being a Christian. But I really, I really want today to dive in and make you think more about what exactly a Christian is. And I don't even like, I don't even actually use the term Christian. I use disciple or believer, and I'll explain why. And the, I'll, I'll explain. Um, you know what a believer what a believer is, and what a disciple is here in just a minute. But first things first, like we always do when we have um, stuff like this, we're going to look at the definition of a Christian. So as an adjective, it means relating to or professing Christianity or its teachings, the Christian Church. As a noun, it means a person who has received Christian baptism, or is a believer in Christianity, a born again Christian. So as we see, obviously following God, uh, listen to His teachings, spreading the spreading you know the message of the Bible, stuff like that, right? So I want, what what I want to do right now is go over the difference between a believer and a disciple. Now, here are things that a believer um, tends to do, right? A believer believes God is real. Uh, let's see that they. They go to church every once in a while. They pray when big things happen or they really need something. Um, they read certain passages out of Scripture that will make them feel better. They read things out of the Bible when, um, you know, they uh, they go to a Bible verse, basically, that, you know, they're going through a hard time or they're feeling sorry for themselves or something like that. They go to that Bible verse, not reading it in context, not reading before the verse or after the verse. or They don't take it as what it is. They just read it to make them feel better, right? And they just read it the way they want it and the way they see it and the way they want it to be. Another thing believers do is they can only drink milk. They can't chew on the meat. If you've never heard of that, it's in the Bible where it talks about um, eating the meat. Um, and that's basically using getting the harder um, versus the scripture. So usually as a young child, you'll get more of the milk, um, the easier stuff to understand. But when you get older and you're a more um, a mature Christian, that's what I was looking for, a more mature Christian, you will uh, you will need to start eating meat and chewing on the meat and getting into harder verses um, and looking at harder verses, studying harder verses, you know, really looking in instead of just having like John three sixteen or, I mean, even verses like that. Like a lot of people just, you know, for God so loved the world, He gave His one only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. A lot of people know that verse, but there's actually so much more context in the God just than than uh there's there's more context to it than 
God sent his son to die for us. Now, I don't have time to get into it because that's completely off topic, but it just came to me like even the smallest, simplest Bible verses have so much more context than what we take it as. So a disciple is someone who follows God and his teachings, has actions instead of just words, prays consistently, like what Ephesians says, to pray constantly, knows how to read hard scripture and dissects it and uses it in their lives, goes to church and learns and grows and expands on what is being taught. They don't just go and sit there and say they went to church. They go there to learn and to grow. And they go there and they, they, they learn things and then they read more scripture and add to what they just read through scripture. They don't add their opinion, they add scripture. They have fruit in their lives. They seek Jesus and they have a relationship with Jesus. That's the main. Like if I don't like if you can only remember two main differences, or I'm sorry, one main difference between a believer and a disciple is that a believer knows Jesus, but a disciple has a relationship with Jesus. See, we look throughout the gospel um, with the disciples, and the disciples had a relationship with Jesus. They didn't just know him like everybody else did across the world who, you know, all in Israel, uh, all in that side of the world on the east, they knew who Jesus was. They knew the miracle working Jesus, that they, they wanted miracles, they wanted healing, stuff like that. They knew that Jesus. They knew his name, but they didn't have a relationship with Jesus like the disciples did. See, I know who Michael Jordan is. I know Michael Jordan, but I don't have a relationship with him. I don't, on a deeper level, know him, right? I know him, but I don't know him, right? I don't, I wish I knew, I don't know a lot of Spanish, but if you are Latino, you should know that you should know there's two words, there's two different words for uh, the meaning of know, and one obviously is just knowing who the person is, like I just talked about, and then know as in like you have a relationship with them, you know them on a deeper level. Um, if you know that, please comment it down below and let me know what it was, because I do not remember. But I know I learned it a long time ago, and it's stuck with me forever. Um, but like I was talking about, a believer believes in God. See, here's the thing, is that the demons believe in God, but they don't have a relationship with him. The disciples had a relationship with Jesus. And here's the other thing. Don't think that just because you say God's name or say Jesus' name that you're going to heaven. Because Jesus said that not everyone who says my name, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And it also says later on, a verse after that, the next few verses talking about uh, the people who did all these works, casted out demons, healed the sick. He's going to tell them, depart from me, I never knew you. Right, you got to make sure that you have a relationship with God, because a lot of people just want God for what He can give them. Because see, Jesus and God—they're not genies, like they're not your genie. They're not your um, your power source. They're not like you're not like this superhero that gets his power to do whatever you want when you confess as a Christian and when you say you believe in God. Christianity is more than that, and we talked about you know about prayer. I believe last week, and it was like, don't you know? Don't just seek God for what He can give you, right? So I, I want to look at some scripture um, that talks about basically what the life is of, of a disciple and what it does, um, and you know the road it is, stuff like that. 
This is what Jesus says in John 15, 18 through 21. It says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. This is Jesus talking. So it's saying if the world hates you, Jesus is saying that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as it is his own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they did not know the one who sent me. John fifteen eighteen through 21 Jesus is basically saying, like, <laughs> man, like, I think of all these people that in America that think they're being persecuted and they're not. And, I'm, and I can just, I almost like see Jesus just like laughing and chuckling up there, like, man, you act like it was just you, don't you? Like, I got persecuted, I got crucified on a cross. I got spit on, punched, and you're just getting uh, told on social media about how your beliefs are wrong and you feel like you're being persecuted. I was beaten and whipped. I mean, I was, like, I didn't have, I barely had any skin when I was on the cross. Naked on the cross with barely any skin in the first place. Like, don't just think that you're the only one suffering. Don't just think that, you know, you alone are suffering. Like, Jesus suffered. There's people all over the world suffering. I mean, celebrities get the flu and we freak out. But there's people in India and people in Africa and even people in the lower parts of the U.S. that have horrible sickness and that are about to die right this very minute. There are people in foreign countries that are being persecuted right now because of the fact that they even believe in Jesus in the first place. Because they even have a Bible. Because they even say God's name. They are being persecuted and beaten and stoned. Matthew 28, 19-20, this is what Jesus also says, said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is saying, like, no matter what you go through, no matter the persecution, no matter what, listen to what I'm telling you to do, and I will be with you. See, if, we, if we're not following what Jesus says, he can't be with us. Because if we're against God, he's not going to be able to guide us. Now, the Lord is never against us because his word says that he will never forsake us. But also, you got to look in the context of the Israelites were supposed to follow God. He said, like, he's basically, like, in scripture, is basically saying, if you follow me, I will never forsake you nor leave you. But even when we don't follow him, he's still right there. And he still doesn't forsake us. He's still right there with us. But he's not, he can't lead us or guide us because we're not looking to him. We have free will to do whatever we want. We are not forced to follow Jesus. We are not forced to believe in him. We are not forced to do anything. We have free will. And that's why we need God so much to be with us and show us grace and mercy. And we need to step up and get better. Like, don't just be that person that says, grace got me. Because <laughs> it's not just about grace got you. Like, you have to step up and get better. 
Like, don't just sit and live in the sin you're in. Like, move on. It's okay to struggle. Struggling is a good thing because that means you're fighting. But when you're living in sin, that's bad. That's not good at all. Here's what Jesus says in Matthew 4, 19 through 20. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. It says at once they left their nets and followed him. There's so much to this, just this little verse right here, 19 through 20. Jesus is talking to the to one of the disciples. I believe it was Peter and John, I think. I could be wrong. But I want to say it's Peter and John. But anyway, he's going out and these people are fishing, right? They're fishermen. This is what they do with their life. Like maybe you're a football player, gymnastics person, I, I don't know, gymnast, uh, I don't know, you do sports, whatever, right? Whatever you love to do. This is what you're doing. You love to do this. And what would you do if Jesus came to you? Now, this is the only thing you ever do. This is what you love. This is what you've done with your entire life. What would you do if Jesus came up to you and said, I want you to stop because I'm going to make you a fisher of men or I'm going to make you um, a warrior for men. I'm going to make you a disciple. Would you quit what you love in order to follow Jesus? And some of you might be saying, yeah, of course I would. But would you? Without knowing who Jesus was, right? You don't know who Jesus is. You don't know him. Like the disciples didn't really know who this guy was. And he's coming up to him saying, I'm going to make you fishers of men. If someone just came to you out of the blue and said, I'm going to make you a disciple. I'm going to lead you to the path of Christ. And I'm going to make you somebody who evangelizes the word of God. Would you quit what you do? Would you stop what you do to follow God? And that will show how much you love the Lord. That will show how much you love Jesus. And you can say, oh yeah, I would. Of course I would. But would you? Would you really? Would you really quit? Right now, the it's, it's not in your face, so you don't know. Second Timothy 2 Two through four, it says, And the things you have heard from me say in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. This is Paul talking to Timothy. We did this in season two. We did first and second Timothy. If you haven't, please go ahead and listen to that and watch that as well. That was a really good series we did. So anyway, this is Paul talking to Timothy, and what he was telling him was about bringing in the scriptures and what what um what what Paul has taught Timothy. He's telling Timothy to go to preach it, go take it to the many witnesses, to reliable people who can also who are qualified to teach others, because it's also said in the Bible that everybody should be a teacher. But anyway, he also says, "Join with me in suffering." Now keep in mind, Timothy is about a teenager. He's about our age, right? Probably. I would want to say like 15 or 16 maybe, but it may be a little bit younger. But he's telling Timothy, joining me with suffering like a good soldier for Christ Jesus. And suffering was not losing Fortnite for 30 minutes. Suffering was not being off of Instagram for 30 minutes. Suffering was not that. That was not suffering, all right? Paul was being beat and whipped and stoned and put in prison. That, my friend, is suffering. Not losing Fortnite for 30 minutes. Not losing video games or social media or 
hanging out with your friends, missing that. That's not suffering. It hurts. I'm sure it does hurt. But it's not suffering. Paul was suffering because he's trying to preach the gospel. Trying to do the will of God, and yet he's being beaten, stoned, and put in prison. Keep that in mind. John 12, 26 says, Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. This is uh, Jesus talking. Listen again. Whoever serves me must follow me. As a disciple, they follow Jesus. My servant also will be where I am. My Father will honor the one who serves me. As we can see, being a disciple is not easy. I mean, look, Paul was stoned, beaten, put in prison. Stephen was stoned to death. Peter was hung upside down on a cross. And there were many other disciples that were murdered or imprisoned as well. Before Paul um, was a Christian, his name was Saul. And he went and murdered and imprisoned thousands of Christians. Imprisoned them and murdered hundreds and thousands of Christians. Jesus said that the road of a true Christian and believer of Christ would be narrow and rocky. He didn't say it'd be easy. He didn't say it'd be fun. He didn't say it'd be full of wealth and power and fame. He said it'd be narrow and rocky and hard. And a lot of people are really confused as to why the road is so rocky and narrow and why life has to be so hard as a Christian. And we don't know, like, it's not like, you know, to me, I feel like this is just through prayer and just like, here's the thing about um, heaven. Heaven is supposed to be everything we've ever wanted. It's supposed to be perfect, right? In order to really appreciate something, in order to enjoy something, you have to have had the complete opposite of it. So let me let me let me reword that actually. So in order to really appreciate joy and appreciate being healthy and enjoy it and be thankful for it, you have to know what it's like to be sick or be unhealthy or have no joy. Because in order to appreciate something that you have and be thankful for something that you have, you have to know what it's like to not have it. In order to get the good, which is heaven, right? In order to get the perfect heaven, when we go to heaven, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be everything we ever wanted. But in order to appreciate it and be thankful for it, we have to know what it's like to trudge through the bad. Because if we live a perfect life down here, heaven's not going to be any different. It's not going to be heaven. Because we're going to have done lived a perfect life on he- on earth. We have to know what it's like to not live a perfect life. We have to learn what it's like to go through pain and hurt in order to appreciate the healing and be thankful for it. Like, it's a big mystery for a lot of people as to why God allows people to have cancer and sickness and die and why there has to be such bad things going on. But number one, like, it's not God. It's the sin. Like, when Adam and Eve sinned, 
sin entered the world and this this is a part of life is death and sin and sickness and hurt and anger and pain that's not god adam and if you want to blame somebody for that blame adam and eve like they're the ones that did it i mean <laughs> that's who you got to blame but see if we never knew what the bad was like if we didn't know what sickness was like what tears and sorrow was like if we didn't know what pain was like we wouldn't appreciate or understand the feeling of goodness and what good health was like, what joy and happiness was like, what fe- what healing feels like, and what heaven will be like. In order to love and appreciate and feel thankful and blessed for what God's put in our life, in order, like, man, this is like, like, in order to understand and appreciate what will be good in heaven we have to know and understand what the bad is like see like true joy and happiness will like come out of the pain like when you go through pain in life our like like I'm trying to word this right but Throughout pain, when you overcome pain and hurt and sorrow, and you get that feeling of joy and happiness, you'll appreciate it more. It's like when you work for something, you enjoy it more. Like when you work really hard for money, that money seems like it's worth more versus you're just given to it just to be given to. Like you don't really realize the value of it. But when you work hard for it, you realize the value of that money. You want to save it and take care of it and steward it. Versus if you just give it just for breathing in the morning, you don't care. Like, you just spend it on anything and everything. You don't care if you lose it. If You don't care what happens to it. You don't care. Like, a lot of people, like, for me personally, like, I don't, like, I, I really, I love shoes. I love shoes. And I, like, I mean, I've got a lot of shoes for Christmas and, you know, I haven't got, like, a lot of shoes, like, good, like, I'm like, good shoes, um, really ever. Like, I never got so many good shoes. But now that I have them, I steward them. I keep them clean. I make sure I'm not going to, if it's muddy outside, I'm not going to wear my brand new shoes out in the mud, right? I'm going to wear, you know, the other shoes I have. Make sure, I mean, I still clean my older shoes. I, I still clean my older shoes. But I still like the new shoes. I just keep them better. I keep them cleaner. I make I, I make them uh, like they're almost like they're worth more to me because it took so long to get them, and because they're just special to me, right? And you may think that sounds weird. The shoes are special to me, but there I'm sure there's things in your life that are special to you that may seem like to me is like why is that special? But it's the way God made you that that's what you find more um, special to you and you. Um, kind of like basically prize more. Um, but guys, one thing, just remember that no matter what you're going through, what pain you're going through or hurt, joy always comes in the morning. And the night may be really long and, and it may be really short. I don't know. It's not time you're in may seem like forever, but joy always comes in the morning. Always. Whether that joy is when you wake up in heaven 
or whether that joy is when you wake up the next morning and you just feel joy and everything just goes back and God really shows you what he did. Everything we do, God has a purpose and a plan for it and has a reason for it. Guys, remember, a believer just believes. A disciple follows God. Are you a disciple or a believer? I want you to answer that question this week. I want you to ask yourself and answer that question. Are you a disciple or are you a believer? Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope this made sense. Um, Thank you once again for listening. I hope that you will uh, hear this and you enjoy it and you'll share it. Um, Like I said, if you know what the Spanish, the two, the two Spanish words for no, as in like no, as in you just know somebody, like I know Michael Jordan, and the no, as in like you know the person, you have like a deep relationship with him. If you know that, if you're on Spotify, you can hit, you can reply. Please send a reply and let me know what that was. Um, extra credit to you if you know what it is. Um, I don't think, see, Apple Podcasts don't have that, but if you got Spotify, go ahead and uh, put it down there, send a reply. And I'm sure somebody knows it. Uh, But anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to share. Make sure to send a reply of things you learned, things that you really enjoyed. And we have a a testimony coming up here very soon. It's a a very powerful testimony. Super excited for you to hear it. Um, I've heard it before. Um, It's going to really, y'all are going to be like, what? Like, it's insane. We'll see you guys next week.